Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Boincast. I'm your host, Josh Bland, joined as ever by my good friend, Alex Newton. How are you today, mate? Yeah, good. Uh, we didn't play a game. We haven't got a game uh, being played this weekend. So anything else we're we doing here? I, I can I get myself off. Yeah, that'll just that'll just about wrap up. I mean, <laughs> look, as Alex rightly says, no game this week. But we, I, I feel like we've got a lot of stuff we want to get off our chest, don't we? We, 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 we earlier in the season we had a, we, we've done a couple of times where we've sort of over international breaks taken stock of, of what's going on at the club so far. And I, I think this time, Alex, given <laughs> the certainty I think that we both have about the fate of Albion, we want to use this opportunity to maybe look ahead, speculate, uh, and really diagnose exactly what this club needs in order to be able to bounce back stronger. Uh, next season yeah it sounds good doesn't it um it's easy to talk in the summer once you're relegated and we get a bit more concrete um maybe evidence of whether who the manager is going to be in terms of playing squad coaching any sort of overhaul that could happen at the club I mean we're not are we football experts would you call us oh well I I think we could very you know I'd very much lay claim to that well, we can set out a bit of a, a blueprint with our expertise, can't we, on what we would do over the next, uh, I guess, what, two months before the yeah. season ends and then kind of a little bit deeper into the summer. Who knows? We might stay up. <laughs> I think we'll be left with a lot of egg on our face in the, in the wake of this podcast if we do indeed stay up. Um, I don't think it's something that either is accounting on. But Alex, obviously, we've asked for sort of quite a few fan questions this week in lieu of any sort of actual football to talk about. Um, and Alex, there was one question in particular that we thought was a really good sort of like jumping off point for the, for this sort of more general discussion that we're going to have. Yeah, it basically um, caveats into what we wanted to talk about. Um, me and Josh spoke beforehand on what we do the podcast on this week. A little bit more look towards the future. And Liam Dunn has asked a question saying he was initially okay with the idea of Sam Allardyce being our manager next season, but the more uh, he thinks about it, the more he's against it. We currently have almost the perfect championship level squad with the logs of Grant, Dean Garner, Robinson and Sawyers, all of whom Sam Allardyce doesn't tr- currently trust. Would we be better with a Chris Wilder, Eddie Howe, etc.? Um, it basically ties in everything that we want to talk about. Uh, the manager situation, the playing staff, kind of who stays, who goes, the blueprint of the club going... Um, forward do you want to take the reins on this yeah well I I think let's work from the assumption that Sam Allardyce isn't going to be our manager next season and and this is something that on I I think a couple of weeks ago um, we we debated this and you know to what extent and we've certainly talked about last week the extent to which Sam Allardyce is improving the team and no matter what you think about that I think we can all agree that it is highly unlikely that Allardyce will be around next season. There's clearly a break clause in his contract in the case that we do, do you get relegated. Do think it's a, a shake hands once the relegation's confirmed? I think so. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see him staying beyond that because ultimately he's come in. It's obvious what the remit is, right? That Lye needs someone who keep, to keep us in the Premier League or, or give us the best possible chance of staying in the Premier League. He has come in to do that job. And and he and if we if we go down, you know, he squarely, patently will have failed to do that job. Therefore, I don't see how he could stay on um, beyond the end of the season if we do go down. I mean, I don't know if you disagree, but no, I agree. I mean, it was one job on the remit, wasn't it? It was to keep us in the Premier League, by hook or by crook. It wasn't about 
playing style, integrating youth, keeping players particularly happy or anything like that. It was a heat West Bromwich Albion in the Premier League. Thank you very much. And if you do, here's a nice juicy paycheck for you. If you don't, we've given you an 18-month contract anyway, so you're still going to get a nice little payoff at the end of it by the sounds of it. But um, yeah, look, we all knew what we was getting in for and uh, yeah, it just hasn't quite worked out how we planned, has it? No. No, not at all. Not at all. So, look, I, I really don't think, I, I agree with the, the sentiment in the question. I don't think he's the right person for us to, 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 to get us back in the Premier League. I mean, obviously, we've become more defensively solid under Allardyce. To what extent have the results actually improved? Not, not much. And I think Allardyce has generally had better players to work with as well. So... <laughs> I think Alex, this is something that we've 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 talked we've talked about a lot. Obviously, Allardyce is a firefighter, and we've spoken so many times about the need for the club to bring in a manager who can help. You know, not not necessarily set the agenda. I think that's more the responsibility of someone like Luke Dowling, but someone who can come in and with a distinct philosophy and mould the club as a project over over three, four, you know, hopefully more than that, sort of five, six, maybe seven seasons. And if you look if you look at the the two main contenders, it would seem, or the three main contenders for the managerial job this time next season. I make the top three at the moment, Eddie Howe, Chris Wilder and Michael Appleton. And then, of course, Derek McInnes is, is also someone who's been mentioned as well. Every single one of those names has had longevity at their at, at previous clubs, obviously Wilder at Sheffield United and um, McInnes at Aberdeen. Michael Appleton's previously had a really good long stint at Oxford United and um, obviously Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. So in that regard, they these these sort of three or four main candidates would seem to fit the bill more, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with that. But I guess the flip side is that you could have maybe pointed to Bilich getting, what, three seasons or so? At West yeah. Ham, and that was probably the plan for him at West Brom. It's just, you know, I think it's easier in the Championship. You get a little bit more leeway with the time. There's so many more games. It's such a difficult league. Obviously, the media attention isn't as much as it is in the Premier League. And when that pressure really starts getting cranked up in the Premier League, I think the board, you know, probably a little bit trigger happy I personally would have kept Billich but I also accept the board's decision and I can see why they did it but it does need somebody who's going to be given time and it's not only time any manager can be given time it's the resources as well and it's not just and that doesn't just stick at transfers and money it's allowing them to have their say bringing in players I want to sign coaching staff uh, the tactics the philosophy of the club you know it's a widespread Thinking. You look at our recent managers we've just touched on longevity. You know, yeah. managers that we've had recently, Billich, I guess his longest stint was kind of three years at West Ham. Um, before that, Darren Moore was his first job. Pulis, I guess, you know, back from the... Un- uh, get my words out. Other than the <laughs> early days, you know, he didn't really have longevity after Stoke. It's been very... Hit and miss. Uh, Pardew obviously got the uh, was it eight year contract at Newcastle yes. and lasted about two of them. Probably still yeah. being paid by Newcastle for that. But um, yeah, we haven't had that manager really since Pulis. Um, and even then, that should have been cut a little bit earlier to build and just say, you know, it. 
it's very cliche, but it's, you know, Wayne Rooney's Derby County. It was Eddie Howell's Bournemouth. It's Sean Dyche's Burnley. It's Daniel Farker's Norwich. It really isn't, at the moment, Sam Allardyce's West Brom, is it? No. And I don't think we've really been synonymous with the manager for quite a long time. I guess we were with Pulis. More of the playing style, right? Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily think that that is a playing style that a lot of Albion fans are keen to see us go no. back to but I think we've talked before Alex about the uh, look clearly clearly the, the managerial talk is the is the juiciest part of this and I think it's the thing that I think the, the, the listeners will probably get the biggest kick out of but I think the there's going to be the plenty club... of that over the uh, coming months <laughs> for sure again for sure <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's... Alex Neil did get sacked from Preston. A bit of a throwback for some listeners there. Yeah, I suppose Alex Neil is a bit of a parable for a manager who's maybe stuck around at a club too long and he maybe, he maybe missed a ch- turned down a couple of chances to get a move elsewhere. That maybe to he a bigger club. Looking back. Yeah. yeah, maybe he regrets not jumping to. But one of the things I think that we have talked about extensively on this podcast before is the fact that the, the, the agenda at a club in terms of the philosophy and the playing style and the sort of the ethos does not just come from the manager. And I think the managerial appointment, we, we have a chance to reset, right? And I, I want to talk about the playing squad as a separate issue, but clearly there's going to be a big overhaul in personnel. Clearly there's going to be a lot of transfers in the summer. You know, we're probably going to have to sign, like we did in the, the village promotion season, sort of 10 to 12 players over the course of the summer to give ourselves a big enough squad and a, and a, and a squad with enough quality to get up given the players that we're going to lose. There's obviously going to be a managerial change and obviously we're going to be playing in a new division. This is a perfect opportunity for the club to try and sort of overhaul the philosophy. Now, if you look at the signs of what's going on at the club, obviously Gretchen Lai, who we, we think is the owner of the club still, has shown no interest in pouring any of his own money into the club and clearly wants to sell. Um, our academy uh, infrastructure with, with basically our best players like and prospects like Louis Barry, going off elsewhere and, and, and Morgan Rogers and players like that is essentially and, and of course the head of our academy being poached by Villa as well our academy structure has been decimated so the, the the signs there in terms of the academy and the owner in terms of long-term strategic planning do not look good no but with that but with that said obviously this is I feel like this is a really ripe opportunity for us to sort of set a new course in the medium term at least so I guess the question that I have for you Alex is and this is a big question that I think we might, you know, we might have to spend five, 10 minutes trying to wrap our heads around to sort of arrive at a proper answer, but is what sort of direction in an ideal world do you want our club to be taking? Yeah. I mean, it's probably the million dollar question. Right? What I would yeah. say is that when we went down uh, two, three years ago and under, I guess, Pulis, Pardew, more, we were in a bad position then. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, loan players completely not interested. There was players on big wages. There was players that didn't want to be there and had gone publicly about that. There was players like Johnny Evans, who, you know, we kept hold of. You know, we rejected some big bids for Evans in that winter transfer window and then lost him for, what, three and a half million in the summer. The club was a mess. It was such an old squad. There was, you know, the manager turnover that was... That season was huge. We ended on a little bit of a high note in that little run under more, but it was in a bad place. I would say going down this season, we're in a better place. I think there's better personnel there. 
there's people. It's it's more of a championship side already. I mean, when Billich come in, he said it was a two-year project to get promoted. We probably got promoted too early. We probably yeah. the squad wasn't ready, and that was, you know, a mix of things: experience, the recruitment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Going forward, though, we've got a good base to work with. There is some good players there for the championship. What they need and play, is, and, play and good players for for the championship that won't be poached. We think as well. In the terms of, I'm guessing you're thinking of your Grant, your Robinsons, yeah, Sawyer's, um, Townsend as well I think yeah I guess so yeah but yeah. you know the, there's players there and ready what they need and this is where the blueprint has to start the manager appointment has to be right um I mean if you put you on the spot give you one name and you you could appoint someone right now it would be <laughs> ah, ah. I, I guess I guess of those being Three, realistic yeah. Uh, of the three, I'd probably plump with Wilder. But I would I, I'm, just I'm swing not, towards yeah. Eddie Howe. Yeah. I, I think there's issues 49. with all of them. Yeah. I think there's issues with all of them. I think in terms of... I think the reason that I'm going for... Uh, I'm going for Wilder rather than any, any of the others is because... I mean, and I'll let, obviously I'll let you come in and justify the Howe selection is that... Because, because for me, honestly, I think Eddie Howe is the one of those like of the the big trio that have been mentioned that I would like the least. Okay. Um, and we we can debate that in a second. But I think Wilder has got a track record of doing a lot with a little. And yes, you can look at the way the fact that he was in charge of transfers at Sheffield United, and they spent fifty million pounds on new strikers over the summer, and they've scored something like one goal between them in the Premier League. And, and the recruitment this summer hasn't been great. But essentially, if you look at that Sheffield United squad, it's largely still a mid-table Championship squad. And uh, in, 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 in in the way that we've said, Billich has been a victim of his own success. Wilder, to a certain extent, has been a victim of his own success. I think at Sheffield United, and I, I think <laughs> the sheer magnitude of his achievements last season needs to be put into perspective somewhat. Um, and I think Wilder, if we could convince him to work in a in a framework in which he has less power over transfers and is more of a hands-on coach, his results speak for themselves throughout the divisions, not just at Sheffield United, but at Oxford and Northampton. And I think he was at somewhere like Harrogate or um, a, a non-league club he did really, really well at before that. So that's why I would go with Wilder, because I think as a coaching option, he's probably the best. But I, I, I mean, why, why how for you? I don't think it's... a Eddie Howe, 100%, you know, he's like, if basically a flip of the coin almost between yeah. those two. Just somebody I think I can get behind um, a little bit more is took that time off to reset. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit wary that Wilder is coming straight out of Sheffield United. And I think if yeah. Howe took it um, kind of at the end of the season, I'd think it was a well-thought-out decision. feel like Wilder may be a little bit too soon. And I get why Eddie Howe took the time off. It was probably because he's been at Bournemouth so long and it's so hard to adjust, right, going from, you know, the same routine. Man United is still adjusting from Ferguson. Arsenal is still adjusting from Wenger. You know, it takes a long time and it speaks volumes that, you know, Ferguson retired at Man United. Wenger didn't take another job after Arsenal, they, they're just used to that club and that way and they can't really picture themselves anywhere else. I just think that time off for Howe 
which is five. And I think he'd be hungry and ready to go. I think he would maybe just give that extra 10%. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be unhappy with Chris Wilder at all. In fact, I think it would be a very good appointment. But yeah, just I guess it's there's not too much between them, right? In terms of kind of background, would you say? No, I'd agree. I'd agree. And I think every single one of the options has problems because I think obviously Wilder's coming off the back of a nightmare season at Sheffield United. Yeah. And I think he's the kind of person who, I mean, I don't like the man, I should I should point out as well. And uh, he's the kind of person who would come in, I think he would demand, uh, he, he demands a lot, put it like that, from, from a club. He, he wants a lot from a club in a yeah. way that I don't think the album would be able to would want to hand over the reins to him to the extent that he would want to take them on. How, uh, you know, he's never really worked anywhere well other than Bournemouth. Obviously he went to Burnley for six or seven months and and hated it and it didn't, didn't go well for him there. Um, And and then I think Appleton, I think he made some bad job choices early on in his career, but he's sort of, I think, I think he's, he's the one who's on the most distinct upward trajectory. But he he is you know he is slightly slightly unproven and I just yeah I mean there's no I think there's, there has to be an acceptance right that going down into the championship just as when we appointed Billich you know we, lest we forget it was a risk there's going to be no perfect option really for us isn't there no there's cons and cons to pros and cons even to all of them right you know they're all good managers in their own right but they also all have blots on their record but. Yeah. You're not going to get that perfect manager going down. But, but like we said, it doesn't matter who comes in, whether it's, you know, whether we get Pulis or Pardew back, they just have to be backed. Yeah. You know, they have to be given the correct resources, the correct um, level of their say on and yeah. off the field. But yeah, it's one they've got to get right because we saw under that season, under Billich, when we got promoted, you start well in the championship. It's just so good to have that base, isn't it? I think we went and beaten yeah. in what, our first nine or ten games. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But up until, yeah. up until Christmas, really, we had that dodgy run kind of just before Christmas and between New Year and into January. But we had such a good base. And look, we did crawl over the line, that's to be sure. But, you know, we, you've got to start well. And I think, you know, we're going to be the big fish in the smaller pond again, aren't mm-hmm. we? You look at the championship this season and I think, you know, it's, it's probably one of the poorer years. I think Watford and Norwich, their qualities really starting to come through now. You know, teams like Brentford yeah. um, being hit and miss again. Swansea a little bit hit and miss. But you look at some of the teams down the bottom end of the table, Forest, Derby, you know, some of the bigger names in that division are struggling. And I think, you know, starting the front foot and you can... You know, it's risky to say because we know how difficult that league is. Probably us better than most fans in the country. The amount of times mm. we've been in it and up and down between the leagues. But if you, you know, act like that bigger fish and really go in and start well, you can almost bully your way into promotion. A bit like Norwich doing at the moment, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's. It, I think that this sort of conversation about managerial appointments is the one that is going to dominate. I think. Over the, over the next few weeks, isn't it? I I, I want to like redivert it before we sort of move on to some more general fan questions. Alex, to, to talking about the squad itself, uh, we we had a fan question I think three or four weeks ago about who we thought was going to stay, 
of of this sort of current squad now, who do you, who do you see you know really staying on and 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 having the potential to form the spine of another you know hopefully successful team in the championship? Yeah, look, I mean, this is all with um, you know we're recording this in what the, towards the end of March. Things are going to change. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be stories come out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, there's a first player. There's a massive question mark. Johnston. There's 18 months left on his uh, contract as we speak. England called up Sam Johnston, but it couldn't be more in the eyes of the national media at the moment. Um, you know, earned plenty of plaudits, not only from local, but from national media as well. I mean, yeah. good big comes in. I can see the club considering it. Um, I, I think it's one of those awkward ones as well, where we might end up getting a lot less than we, we would hope for him, if that makes sense. Yeah, we've only 12 contract situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a big question mark there. Obviously, he would have to be uh, replaced. Uh, Looking across the back line, and this is very rough. I'm not going to go through every uh, single player. Townsend, love to keep, think he'd be good in the championship. Uh, Bartley, I would keep. Again, think he's actually been um, very good over the last couple of months and trying to lead that back line. Jay think there will be suitors. Club may be tempted, but would be very good. Again, we know how good he is at championship level. Uh, Furlong is probably, championship is probably his level, so they probably would look to keep him. I uh, think we need a fullback desperately. O'Shea, be a great experience for him again. Agree mm-hmm. with the back line? Yeah, I do. Have I missed anyone? Agree. Oh, Kieran no, Gibbs, quick word. Well, he's, well, he's gone, hasn't he? He's, he's oh, well, there we are. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, um, yeah, four years, six out of ten. It's difficult. I've, I've seen a lot of what I describe as revisionism about Kieran Gibbs and, and the impact that he's had at the club. I think six out of ten is probably fair. I don't think I've seen a few people like properly go in on him. I don't think that is fair. I think he's been better than some people give him credit for, but it's the injuries really that have been a big frustration. Yeah. And the recency bias as well, because he hasn't been good this season. But actually, yeah. first couple of years, he was very, very good. Yeah, completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. Um, so, yeah, that's the back line, roughly. I'm going to be missing players in my head. Uh, the midfield, we've obviously got the problem that our current three starting midfielders are all mm-hmm. on loan. I think we'll have to be clever uh, in the loan market. Can you see I think, that, I think that's the, the cru- as, as well as striker, I think that's the crucial sort of yes. area of the pitch that we have to improve. I, I don't see any of them. St- I mean, Gallagher will clearly move on to, a, to another Premier League club. I, that, are we not going to sign Maitland-Niles? Uh, ironically, the, he's the most talented one. Ukosely might be the most likely, but I... Still very I, unlikely. Yeah, I, I can't see that. I can't see that happening. I can't see him joining us in the Championship. And that throws us back to kind of where we were uh, the season we got promoted with a midfield of uh, Sawyers, Livermore, Harper, Field will be back off loan as well. Um, that's it. That's this so, of course, if QPR choose not to exercise, I think they've got an option to buy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's thin there. I'm probably missing. I mean, Snodgrass kind of ties in into a well, bit so, of Yeah. Well, Snodgrass, Snodgrass is tied down for another year at least. I like that him is a, for the championship. I like him as I, I think he'll be. Uh, he has the potential to to turn into sort of I think quite a talismanic figure. I think he'll get yeah Runt exactly. Desk, yeah, I think, I think he'll get a lot of assists. I think he'll, he'll be a really sort of useful customer in the championship. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely missing people. Uh, Pereira gone. Mm. Oh, you're not sure. 
I'm not sure because he's signed quite a big contract. I'm not entirely sure we'll get a deal that's right for us. Um, but he's also going to be on big old books. Yeah, I don't know whether or not he'll... I, I mean, obviously, there'll be some sort of wage cut with him coming down into the championship, um, as was been reported by you know, some very reputable sources in the uh, fairly recently. Oh, it's it's really difficult to say. It's really difficult to say. I, I'm. I think it's almost completely fifty-fifty. I, I find it very, very difficult to try and. We haven't sold say. anyone yet, really. Uh, Dean Garner, Phillips, uh, Grisicki will go on a free. Um, am I missing a winger? Edwards will get plenty more time. Robinson, Robinson, Robinson. if you, if you could class him as a winger, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, out of them, I get Dean Garner's probably, you know, one of the most sellable assets at the club. Do you think he'll stay? I, I, I think he's one of the players, like Carlin Grant, whose value has massively decreased this season, which is, you know, probably the opposite of what everyone thought was going to happen. I thought he was ready-made for the Premier League, but I just, I think his value has plummeted. Yeah, completely agree. And then up front, uh, Diagna is obviously on loan. Um, Robson Carno, how long do we keep that experiment going? Am I missing it? Uh, and Grant that we touched on, obviously. I think Austin is yeah. out. His contract's up in the summer anyway, so he won't be coming back from QPR. Um, yeah, I mean, it's thin, isn't it? It is thin. Thin is exactly the word I would use, I would, I would say. It's... Uh... There's, I think there's going to have to be key investment. I think we're going to need a goal-scoring striker. I think we're going to need an entirely new midfield. I, th- I, I, I guess the area that needs the least work will be the defence, but you'd assume we're going to have to be buying a new goalkeeper. Uh, you know, you'd imagine that David Button won't be our number, number one next season. So, Alex Palmer? Yeah. Well, that's, in, that's an interesting one, actually, because we do have very talented players out on loan in the AFL. Chief among them is Alex Palmer. I mean, I, Josh Griffiths as well. Um, who's, uh, who's at Cheltenham Town, is in the England under-21 squad as their backup goalkeeper. We have excellent goalkeeping options coming through the academy, both Palmer and Griffiths. And then we've got, you know, the, the likes of, um, oh, who's the guy, the, Callum Morton, who's on loan at uh, Lincoln, who's, who's done, yeah. you know, despite a really bad injury, he's done really, really well for Lincoln. So, you know, the, the, there, are, there are options. Yeah, and I mean, look how Ferguson come through at yeah. the start of last season you know takes it by storm for what 15 games or so gets a big yeah. money move to Crystal Palace so, you know that could happen with one of these players that we've just mentioned but look I mean I'm sure over the coming months there'll be plenty of uh, chit chat won't there about the club its future managers and transfers indeed I, so I, I guess the price he is from what we've said we're looking for, you know, a more philosophically-led approach, even though we think it's unlikely. Clearly, there's going to be a big overhaul. And we got, we want a manager who who can come in and, and oversee a project and hopefully be given three or four years to, to stamp his authority on the team. But I think that, more <laughs> than the current regime, Alex, that may be slightly pie in the sky. But we'll see. Should we have some more fan questions then? To, to yeah, let's. We'll uh, round off the podcast, obviously, with no game. To preview, Daniel Tudge, uh, which Albion player do you think would make the current England squad, past or present? If Bob Taylor had been playing now, he'd be uh, definitely in as a striker. Bamford, so overrated and not many other centre-forwards except Kane. Um, great 
attacking midfielders and wingers in the current squad, but no centre forwards. England play tonight against uh, San Marino, is it tonight? I believe it was recorded yes. on a Thursday. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, which will probably be on the Friday, Sam Johnston will be a England international. You would hope so, wouldn't you? You would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it would be it'd be a remarkable turn of events if if he if he did manage to get on the field. But yeah, I would really really hope he he does get a uh, does get a, a cap tonight. Um, I'm I'm turning it into a, a drinking game, by the way. Just every time a goal goes in, we're gonna have a drink. Oh, very good. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna down your drink <laughs> yeah. for a San Marino goal. Exactly. Exactly. Down everything for a San Marino goal. Um, but yeah, uh, Albion Pastel present uh, players that get in the England squad. I mean, Bob Tyler. Yeah. Away. Um, it's tough, isn't it? It's. I, I'm assuming they Before have to be our time. Well, yeah, exactly. We've not had too many over our time. And and I'm assuming you mean as well whilst they were playing for the Albion, because I thought my gut was like to go for like Kevin Phillips, but yeah. Um, I mean Ben Foster, you'd probably take in goal now. Prime Ben Foster. I think Ben Foster rivals any of the goalkeepers that are in that squad now. Yeah, to be sure. Um. I'm just trying to think of really strong English talents we've had. That I remember, always remember Kieran Richardson being like, he looked like that half season we had him during the Great Escape season was fantastic. He was so much Would better than everyone else that we had playing for us. <laughs> what, what, sort of 2005 Kieran Richardson? Against now Luke Shaw. He's not, he wasn't really a left back when he was playing for us though. He was more of a sort of marauding midfield player. I know we've got a lot of midfield options, though, haven't we? I mean, where no, are we really answer. thin? Where are we thin in up terms front. of the England squad up front? Yeah. Bob Taylor? <laughs> yeah, Bob Taylor. Answered the question, Paul. was lovely. Uh, Regis. Cyril fucking, Cyril fucking Regis, obviously. Obviously Cyril Regis, yeah. Jeff Astle. But, I mean, yeah. this is like well before our... Uh... Well, before I told, but yeah, Daniel mm-hmm. Turgill's asked. He knows how to get on the podcast. Uh, Favourite cartoon character? Hong Kong Fooey for me. Uh, I'll back this off straight away. I'm a big Simpsons fan, so. Yeah. I'm not sure. I Probably Archer. I like Archer. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, all Albion fans as well knows how to get on the podcast. This could not be more up your street if it tried, Josh. <laughs> What do you think of the uh, pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre? <laughs> Very good. It's controversial, isn't it? It's controversial. Very good. <laughs> I mean, look, he knows the way straight to my heart, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, played a blind there. Um, yeah. Clint McCormick, gone with uh, another TV reference. Were Ross and Rachel on a break? I've never watched Friends. Not a single episode, not a single minute. Well, I, I, I've I've been having I I've, I'm I'm more confident in forwarding this opinion now, Alex, because I've had a conversation with a couple of my mates over the weekend, and they agree with me. I think Friends is the most overrated show in history. Oh, hang on, I don't get it. I don't what, get it. Like I've, I've told you about it. I've watched throwing out opinions that will lose listeners. Yeah, I was I've watched the whole thing the whole way through, and I just can't get behind it. Like I've watched. Like I I would implore anyone who's watched Friends to go on YouTube and find the videos of Friends Without a Laugh Track. Watch it without a laugh track and tell me where the jokes are. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. That's Go all I'm going to say. Uh, Friends or Sorry, Harry Maguire, more... which one do you hate more? I mean, Come on, Friends comes in at close seconds behind, behind, <laughs> behind uh, big, big Harry. <laughs> Tiger Bird, this is a great question. We could actually do a whole podcast on this. Uh, what is one change that you would make to the Hawthorns? 
Oh, lovely stuff. Good um, question. The Balti Boys back to the old recipe. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a bad shout. There, there was talk, wasn't there, a few sort of years ago about them putting a second tier on top of the Halford Lane. Yeah, we don't feel and, we don't feel, we don't feel it now. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I think it'd be suicide. But like doing it, extending it over the road, like um, at Villa Park, I guess. The, I don't know. I I love it. I, I really like it. I really really like it. Like the, there's not. I th- just think the floodlights and the sort of the mismatch hodgepodge sort of nature of the stands. I think there's nothing that immediately jumps out. Open open the gate because I sit in Millennium Corner and I catch the train, so I have to walk around yeah. the whole stadium. Just open the uh, gate. Oh, uh, that is annoying. The gate. Yeah, that is annoying. Uh, yeah, actually, more free. It's not. It's not necessarily the Hawthorns itself, but more frequent trains on a match day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, sadly. after you've lost 5-0, you don't want to be waiting 45 minutes no, just to not exactly. make the train because it's full anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, good question that. But no, you, you you never want to change home too much, do you? No, yeah, no. It, 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 well, yeah, I couldn't put it back myself, mate. That's Yeah, exactly. It's it's um, it, I, I, I love it just the way it is. Which Lovely is a cop-out thing. answer, but yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Leo Watkins, if you were trapped somewhere for a month and could only listen to three songs, what would they be? Oh, you, you come first. on, mate. You're going to get you, some... You go first. I want to think about this. I, uh, well, yeah, I'm on the spot. Uh, I'd, go, I'd go mixed. I'd have... I haven't got specific songs. I'd get a Taylor Swift in there. Yeah, disgraceful. It's a smart thing. You got you got to go mixed here, haven't you? Because otherwise, you're going to get bored of the same three genres. Yeah. It's a bit corny and a bit. I'd, I'd take an Oasis song, mm-hmm. and then I'd take something. I don't know, maybe a bit like drum and bassy, something a bit more upbeat, yeah. like a, a, a DJE sort. Got I a bit. Of, I got a bit of everything there. I would be very tempted because obviously it's what we walk out to at the Hawthorns. I'd be very tempted to put on like the Insomnia by Faithless, like Mega Mix. Yeah, that's good. Like, well, that's there's, good. Like, there's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, clever. Right. If you can only have three, you might as well make it 15 minutes long. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, and this is, uh, apologies, this is highly pretentious, but it's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with uh, Geezer's Need Excitement by The Streets, All the good. Sad Young Men by Spectre, and then a song called I Spy by Pulp. Those are the three that have come into It's a very head. cool, very like, very cool opinion. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a cool guy, Alex. What can I say? No Taylor Swift here. Yeah, a man, I'm going to uh, throw you under the bus here. A man who, uh, before our last question from Jesse, as always, a man who came onto this recording and before we actually clicked record was explaining to me that he'd been house hunting around Cambridge just to... Uh, well- well, should we say house hunter? I mean, flat hunter. I'm looking for somewhere to rent. I'm not going to buy. But you can't afford a house in Cambridge, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. No, I can barely afford this. I can barely afford this fucking studio apartment. What can you get for twelve million? A flat in uh, Cambridge or Grady Dean Garner? I'd rather. I'd rather. I'd rather buy Grady Dean Garner. Living Grady Dean Garner. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Speaking <laughs> of uh, living in stuff, Jesse at the pitch control one night stand, marry one. Kill one, a very loose link uh, this week. Uh, a confectionery special, which is always a good one. And always a controversial one. People are going to get upset here. Uh, People are going to get angry, aren't they? Yeah. One night stand, marry one, kill one. Skittles, Smarties, M&Ms. Now, before okay. we start, 
Interesting. I want to make the caveat of he's not been specific on what M and M's are. He's not been specific on what Skittles either. Well, Skittles, no, 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 no. You know, are we going, I, I take it we're going original Skittles then? Yeah, of course, okay. because that right. would be normal. Um, M&M's, I mean, what, I guess just the plain chocolate ones? Yeah, I, I think I think that's the fairest comparison. If it's peanut M&M's, it's a game changer. They're being married. Yeah. But I'm going, marry Skittles, one not stand with the M&M's, just because of all the variety and yeah. kill. Uh, Smart is... I'm going to kill the M&Ms. I'm going to oh, marry the Skittles uh, and the one night stand with Smarties. Oh, from you. What are you getting yeah. from Smarties that you're not getting from M&Ms? I, you, well, you get the orange Smartie, which is notoriously... The only it, it's, one. It's sort, yeah, I mean, it's like average, 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 and then you get an orange one. Fuck me. It's pretty spectacular. Speaking of uh, orange Smarties, West Brom don't have a game against against anyone this weekend this is the worst league ever but we do play Wolves soon and they play in orange um, before that we play Chelsea the links will be back next week um, yeah I mean, it's, it's not good I mean, it's not good is it normally we have sort of a really sort of deflating conversation oh we're going to lose about, again we'll concede a penalty yeah. what are your predictions 3-0 well, I'll tell you what let's have a prediction then England to play San Marino in about two hours time so why don't you oh can we just edit many... it after we release it <laughs> just... we could do that I mean it's we going to look weird that. if we get it right now isn't it um, yeah exactly yeah go on then closest to the should you say closest wins um, yeah six no. I'm going to go eight I'm going to go oh, eight oh behave they're better now San Marino Jordan in the last game they're team in form they are in form no, the, 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 I've discovered yesterday that San Marino have a genuine section on their Wikipedia page entitled Games San Marino Haven't Lost. How many games are there? I mentioned about three seven, or four. Seven, oh, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah, but I think like four of them are against like Gibraltar and Luxembourg. I mean, it's, oh, look, you, only, can only, only, you can only play what's in front of you. The only semi decent team they've ever got a result against is Turkey, I think. Got I mean, a that's, a, that's a big upset. Yeah, it's huge. Was your Kuslu playing? Oh, this is back in the mid-90s. Oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> cool. All right. So, well, I hope we've enjoyed sort of a, a little bit of a change of pace this week. It's been nice to just, I guess, it's, it's almost felt like a little ch- chat down the pub, hasn't it, Alex? I mean, yeah. You know, just reflecting and on the on the wrongs no of the No sadness world. this week. <laughs> well, <laughs> less of it, I'd say. <laughs> but, yeah, um, thanks ever so much for joining me, mate. No problem. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, as ever, listeners, for keeping us vaguely employed. We will speak to you at a very similar time next week. Boing, boing, and cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>